to another episode of The Rural Rockstar. I'm your host, Katrina Myers, and today I wanted to share with you an episode about bringing the joy and staying calm in the lead up to and at Christmas time. Now, this is something that I've talked about a lot. I did a fabulous interview last year with Meg, actually, so you can go back and listen to that one. It was uh, in December last year about the same things. But last year was quite different, really, because coming into Christmas, we'd been coming out of lockdowns and we're only sort of just starting to do things. And it was just a it was a, a completely different time. And I think for so many of us, there were parts of the COVID lockdowns that we actually quite enjoyed. And we thought, you know, the going slow was quite good in some ways. And we wanted to try to, you know, keep that. But then this year, it's not been the case. <laughs> you know, and, and what I'm noticing is that for many of us, we're really busy again. The old habits have come back. We've overcommitted. We're feeling stressed and we're doing too much. And So I thought it was timely to just share again some sort of tips and ways that I get through and share with you, you know, that I don't feel stressed. And I think sometimes that can sound kind of like, um, I don't know, like I'm showing off, but I think it's not intended to sound that way at all. But what I really want to do is show you that it can, it is actually possible not to be stressed at this time. And I think I'm quite passionate about sharing that with you because I want you to know that it is possible It's not a fluke and it's not luck and it's not um, because, you know, my life's necessarily any different, but it's because I have taken steps and actions and made choices to that allow me not to be stressed and busy at this time. So that is what I want to share with you today is like how I've managed that and some things that you can do to try to remain calm or create more calm and to actually really enjoy this time and enjoy Christmas. Because it can be a time of a lot of stress for people and we get overcommitted and, you know, feel like we're really under pressure when it's such, it's actually a time that we really should be trying to enjoy as much as possible. So a couple of things to think about are where are you in the shoulds? Now, should is a word, I think whenever we're using the word should or we're feeling like we should do something, it's time to pause and question Because the thing is, for many of us, you know, there's so many things that we do because we should, we feel like we should do them. And it's out of really sometimes other people's expectations or a guilt or there's lots of things that come up. Now, sure, there are some things that we just have to do, you know, that we we have to, we can't get away without doing, you know, we've got to go to our kids' presentation days if we can. We have to, sometimes there's work commitments that we have that we have to, you know, get to. But there are some things that we do like social occasions or extra Christmas parties or extra catch-ups or, you know, maybe we over-deliver at this time when really some things could wait till January in terms of our work commitments and we don't actually need to get them done. Like the world is not going to end at Christmas and we can leave them till after January. So just really start to notice, even write a list if you need to. Like I was thinking, you know, you could write it down on paper. Like where, what are the lists of things that you feel like you should be doing? And then go through them and see what are the ones that I actually really want to do? Like what are the ones that I really, you know, maybe mark through the ones that you have to do and then go through the ones that you really actually want to be doing that you don't need to be doing and that you could maybe cross off that list. So the shoulds is a big one to start to really notice. Then I would say just stop and pause and think about what do you really want this time to look like and what do you really want your Christmas to look like and what would the dream run up to Christmas and the dream Christmas day actually look like for you and take some time to actually think about that and to stop and think 
what that would actually look like for you. What is the beautiful, perfect Christmas day? I mean, there is no, there's not going to be a perfect Christmas day because as I'll share in a minute, that's kind of, you know, impossible almost sometimes. But what would a, what would a fabulous Christmas day look like for you? And what would a fabulous lead up to Christmas look like for you? Really have a think about that. And then really think about, you know, why it is that you want it to look like that. And coming back to those kind of values and the things that you really care about and what what would actually light you up this Christmas and what would actually light you up in the lead up to Christmas. And I think that's a really good place to to start from and to just take that time to really notice and tune into how you actually want it to look like rather than just unconsciously kind of rushing through it all and then getting to the end of another Christmas and going, oh, goodness, thank God that's over. Because it can be such a joyous time if we allow it to be. And now there's all sorts of different reasons why Christmas is difficult for some people and, you know, there's lots of grief that can come up on Christmas and all sorts of things. But if we really think about how, you know, we'd actually like to ideally design it so that we can try to find as much joy as possible, then I think we're going to be, you know, setting ourselves up at least for a bit more success, hopefully. Now, of course, this might not be you. Maybe you're, maybe you are like just loving life and it's all fine and your Christmas day is wonderful. But also I know that a lot of people do struggle with this stuff, you know, and it's, it's very human to feel stressed and busy at this time. And it's very human to have challenging things come up on Christmas day and family things. And it's, you know, there's different dynamics that we all have to deal with old dynamics, old patterns. And, you know, sometimes when we're around our family, we just fall back into these, you know, like the dance, the dance of, um, dance of anger, the dance of anger is a fabulous book to, uh, to read if you want more support around this, because, you know, in prepping yourself for these Christmas day family dynamics that can always pop up because we go back into these dances that we do with our family members and these roles that we've been brought up with. And we sort of, if we're not conscious of it and we don't think about how we actually want to behave, we just slip into those patterns and we end up in these same kind of cycles and outcomes, especially around Christmas. So that is just another thing to be really conscious and aware of and thinking about how we're going to design it as a day that, you know, is going to light us up and bring us more joy. Another thing that we can do, of course, is the old age saying no. Now, I know it's it's almost sort of feels a bit cliche now to learn how to say no and all that sort of stuff, but I think it's all very well to say learn how to say no, but you've actually got to put it into practice, you know, sort of actually learn it as a skill too, because saying no is actually a skill. It's so much easier to say yes to things. And so what I would encourage you to do is whenever you're saying yes to something that you know in your gut that you really don't want to do, dig into why. Why have you said yes to it? Um, Is it out of guilt? Is it out of, you know, you don't want to let someone else down? You know, what's the reason for why you're saying yes when you really feel like you should be saying no and delve into that? And then just give yourself permission to actually not do it. And, you know, probably nothing will happen. Actually, maybe no one will care and everything will be okay and the world will go on. I just listened to a fabulous podcast with the Imperfects with, um, or on the Imperfects, and I can't remember his name now, actually, but I will link it to the, um, oh, he wrote the book 4,000 Weeks. So I will link that in the notes, but it's just a really good one to listen to, to think about, you know, this whole idea of, well, it's, you know, actually the joy of missing out of things and what do we want to be spending our time doing? And at the end of the day, a lot of the time we put way too much emphasis on what we're doing and we should probably just all relax a little bit and try to find a bit more joy and do what we really want to do and make a decision about that. The other thing that I wanted to share with you, which I thought was really cool, actually, that the, this was on the Glennon Doyle podcast. Can you tell I listen to a lot of podcasts? Love that. Um, who does it these days? 
So this is on Glennon Doyle's podcast and the girls, Abby and her and her sister were all chatting about, I think it was her sister said, I'll probably get it a little bit wrong, but the basics of it was, was that have your 10% rule. So when it comes to family, we all know that there's going to be perhaps an uncle, a brother-in-law, a mother-in-law, a sister-in-law, someone who will trigger us at some point potentially with a, you know, maybe a racist comment, um, a homophobic comment perhaps, something that triggers us, maybe, you know, anti-climate change or their, their worldviews are different to yours. I mean, you know, in a family, family gatherings, there will always be people with different views to yours. Now, this can be triggering. And what they talked about is rather than, you know, having that happen, you're triggered and then you spend the next week thinking, oh, I should have said this or I should have said that or being upset about it. First of all, just be ready for it. Expect it. You know it's going to happen. You know someone's going to say something that triggers you more than likely and you can probably guess who it's going to be because, you know, the patterns of behavior that we've experienced before are more than likely going to repeat themselves. So first of all, just be ready for it and expect it. And then, you know, give yourself this sort of 10% buffer where some things you're going to be prepared for and you're going to say something and you're going to stand in your values and you're going to say, you know, you have a rebuttal. Ideally, not enter into an argument because that can really send things pear-shaped, but, you know, you can say something and stand in your gra- stand your ground or share your views, but then just sort of let the rest go, you know, because Christmas is a time that we all come together and the more that we can, like, just sort of respect where each other, where each of us are at, the better. You know, it's really not the time to be kind of changing people's views on the world or having these great debates and doing these things. There's there's a time and a place for that, absolutely, and it doesn't mean that you have to change your views, but I think Christmas is not the time to be trying to change change our family and do all these things. The more we can just let go of a lot of that stuff, even if it's just for the day and enjoy it, the happier we will be and the more at peace we will be. And I think for me this comes to this idea of letting go of expectations you know, sometimes we place so much expectation on our family and the way we want them to be and the way we want them to behave. And I need to do a whole podcast episode on this because it's such a thing that we all, you know, find kind of hard. But the more we can just let go of expectations, the better. And especially just for this day of Christmas Day and just try to be, you know, bring as much joy as possible. And something I I was thinking about is to just prioritize joy. You know, let this be a day where you yeah, let go of the expectations of other people. Just be kind to yourself and let joy be the priority, you know, and allow your kids to have fun, you to have fun and just put all that stuff to aside as much as you can for the day and just, you know, show up as your best self and allow other people to be their best selves and just try to have as much fun as possible, you know, and just expect that or and, and also let go of if 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 you've got a mother-in-law or a, a mother or a father, or, you know, a brother-in-law who likes to micromanage or take over the whole thing, whoever it is in your family. Like if, if you know that they're just going to be the ones who want to do everything at Christmas time, just let them, you know, like if that brings them joy, just let them do it and go and put your feet up. Have a, have a glass of champagne, just relax. Cause sometimes that can create so much angst in us when we feel like we should be helping. And so we try to sort of argue with them and like end up, you know, in this kind of, we're all in a state of anxiety because, you know, they want to do it all. You want to help them. They don't want you to. And it just gets into this big, you know, dance. And so maybe this year, just let them do it. You know, I have found so much joy in just noticing which family members like to just take over and do the whole lot and, you know, sort of when to step in, when not to, and just letting it go and letting them just enjoy that. And if that's what they want to do, 
then just let them have it. And just going and you, you just having a bit of a rest and enjoying that too. So prioritizing joy over needing to be right and needing to, you know, do it all on that day, I think is, you know, super powerful and just a lovely way to approach it. The other thing I would suggest for Christmas day is allow yourself moments of space and time. Like if you know, or notice, pay attention, like start to learn about yourself and know that, you know, being around other people causes you stress and anxiety. And you've only got a certain threshold that you can cope with being in social situations or around certain people, be ready for that and create moments of space for yourself. So maybe get up if you're staying all together, go for a walk in the morning by yourself. So you have that time or take the kids outside for a play or you know, go to go for a lie down after lunch. I know I'll be making sure I absolutely fit my meditations in still, and I will still be doing my morning meditation and my afternoon one and really prioritizing that. So prioritizing that space for yourself and factoring in little moments where you can recharge so that you can survive through it all. Now, I know it might sound ridiculous to be thinking about this stuff, like it's Christmas, it should be heaps of fun, but as humans, we all have these little things big things sometimes that we're all managing and we're all humans with different personalities, different factors and feelings and vibrations and energies and all these different dynamics that we have. And so it actually, it's like everything really, like it's, there's, there's a practice to it. There's a practice to showing up and making it a wonderful day. And I'm not saying go and overthink it all, but just take steps and take actions and take, you know, use the day and, and make it good for you by taking some steps and doing these things for yourself and for the people around you. So that's my helpful tips for Christmas and leading up to it. I would also say, yes, please go back and listen to the episode that Meg and I did last year. There's some wonderful tips on there and it does seem to be like everybody starts to talk about this stuff at this time of the year, like, you know, how to stay calm and how to prioritize joy and how to be more joyful and all of this. But at the end of the day, it really does come down to you taking that action, giving yourself the permission and actually doing it, you know? Um, and if you want it to be wonderful and you want to feel less, less stressed, probably no one's going to come and save you and do that for you. You have to be the one to take the steps and to do it for yourself and for those around you and to make it as wonderful as possible. So just to finish off the top tips, my top tips for this year, are the age old learning to say no and actually doing it, like allowing yourself the permission to actually say no and do it. Um, getting out of the shoulds, just let go of the shoulds. Please let go of the shoulds. Every, anywhere you notice that you're doing something that you feel like you should do, but you really don't want to, and it's not an absolute priority, then let it go. And I promise you, everything will be okay. And lastly, prioritize joy this Christmas. Just really allow yourself to just enjoy the day, let go of the expectations of other people and just enjoy it. Don't try to change people on Christmas day, save that for another day or also maybe never because we know we can't change other people. The only thing that we can all do is really show up as our best selves, bring as much joy as possible and, you know, start from there, go from there and make it as much fun as you possibly can. So I hope this has been helpful and I will look forward to, oh, actually, I had one more thing that I wanted to share with you, which I thought this, this is a bit left of center, but I did want to share this because I listened to a Sarah Wilson podcast the other day and I'm loving her podcast at the moment. And she interviewed Seth Godin. Now, he has written a book called The Climate Almanac and he suggested in there, get a book and buy four copies for all your, you know, for whoever and give them out. And like, that's what he says to do. So 
as a way of, you know, spreading about this, his ideas around climate change and how we can solve this, you know, huge problem that we've got. So I wanted to share that on here because I thought, well, that's one little thing that I can do to kind of spread that as well. I must say, I went to the bookstore in the Chuka today and they didn't have it. So I was a little bit disappointed. But if you can get your hands on a copy of the Climate Almanac and then give it to someone for Christmas and it'll be a great talking point for some ways like just and also listen to the podcast with uh, with Seth and with Sarah because Seth just has the best way of approaching this and looking at it. And so I thought that is one more little tip that I could share for this Christmas as a way of sort of contributing to whew, the big challenge and how we're all going to navigate and work towards, you know, combating climate change into the future. So that is my last little top tip. A bit, a bit left to fill, but I really wanted to share that. So thanks so much for listening, guys. And, you know, happy saying no, happy saying calm, as calm as you possibly can. And if you want some more tips on sort of, you know, how else to stay calm for the longer term around meditating and stuff like that, please get in touch because meditation is another huge, as you know, powerful tool for staying calm all around the year. Thank you for listening to that episode. I hope it was helpful and I hope you enjoyed it. I just wanted to share with you that I'm actually going to be opening up the doors for my really fabulous, not quite goal setting course, but it's how to make next year your best year yet. I've run this the last couple of years and it's been such a huge success and I have loved running it so much. It runs over three days and it's all about how to actually make next year the year that you actually make the things happen, whether it be wanting to start that business, wanting to start a podcast, wanting to share your voice more, a newsletter wanting to just show up for yourself and your life more, improve your relationships, feel like you're thriving in the world. Whatever your hopes and dreams are, let's make next year the year it actually happens. New Year's resolutions sometimes or most of the time fall by the wayside by February. Let's not let that happen next year. Over these three days, I'll show you how to actually tap into your subconscious and figure out what it is that's actually holding you back from really making your dreams come true. It's such a fun three days and I would love you to join me in this course. The link is in the bio, in my show notes to join, not the bio, the link is in the show notes to join and please jump on in and let's make 2023 our best year yet. Mm-hmm.